We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here uh, this morning. For those in the live stream, getting started a, uh, a touch early. Ole Miss football preseason practice beginning this morning, so I needed to alter the schedule a little bit for uh, that coverage coming kind of all day long at rebelgrove.com for football. We've got a uh, a media availability with Lane Kiffin and uh, what I assume are a good number of players this afternoon, so uh, stay locked in, rebelgrove.com for that and uh, more. Let's talk a little football today. The MLB trade deadline has come and gone. Juan Soto was dealt to the uh, San Diego Padres yesterday. And then uh, last night, Vince Scully passes away, probably the preeminent voice of baseball in, uh, well, any of our lifetimes and a lot of lifetimes for other people as well. So those topics and more coming up on today's show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know, to download the Exxon mobile app, take advantage of that because they'll give you 10 bucks at the pump you're filling up. Just take a picture of the QR code. Download it, 1,000 bonus points, $10 right there for you at the Oxford Exxon and let them handle dinner for you tonight. It's kind of hot, it's kind of muggy, puts you in a little bit of a bad mood, so let them handle it. Wet ribs, dry ribs, call ahead, and they will uh, have it wrapped up and ready to go for you there at um, the Oxford Exxon and a lot of other Blue Sky locations around Mississippi. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes. In business hours, it's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred. Speaking of today, uh, out at Larry Clark Chevrolet, um, Clark Ford and Larry Clark Chevrolet are both hosting the uh, Ole Miss National Championship Trophy. It'll be there from eleven a.m. to two p.m. If you want to take your picture with it, see it, pet it, whatever the case may be, <laughs> um, it's a trophy. So you'll 
get to see it. Uh, it's there from 11 to 2 at Larry Clark Chevrolet in uh, Amory. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. Uh, great beer selection, full bar, and more there at Rafters on the Square in Oxford. Rafters in New Albany. And then uh, starting today, again, Rafters on the Water out at Sardis. It's still summertime. It's August the 3rd. It's very hot, muggy. You say that with some negative connotation. Like, well, there's I, something kind of... I push back against that. I've had, okay. I've, had, I've had this argument with multiple people over the past 24 hours, and, okay. and I will not budge. It's not fall. Just because the school starts... I say a little bass in your voice there as we, we have a conversation about seasons around Just because here. Oxford explodes into a battle about dress codes, just because these things happen does not... I heard not, that got a little carried away yesterday. Oh, it's going. It's real. Okay. I'm so glad my girls are out. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get me started. I mean, I'm trying to decide. Is it worth it? The answer is for me, yes. Cause I don't go anywhere. I don't talk to anybody. I don't see anybody. I, it, I can do anything I want now. The same people who went mask nuts a year ago and were proven to be completely wrong are now. I'm waiting. No need to get there. I'm having, okay. Are now insist those same people are creating a problem and doing the whole school. The 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 you're punishing an entire school system over a handful of people who won't follow basic common sense as it pertains to what you wear to school. And instead of saying, hey, look, you, person X, you can't wear that to school. You know it. We know it. Don't do it. Hey, let's put in these codes that they've had for years and never really enforced, and this year we're suddenly going to enforce them all. It is the equivalent of putting speed limits of like 25 everywhere and yanking people over for going 26. It creates chaos, where chaos is completely unnecessary. And for the record, the only kid I have left in the school system is a boy who wears dry-fit T-shirts and basically gym shorts to school every day, and no one says a word to the boys. This is, this is a, this is a, a, a it's, essential, it's not discriminatory, but the only people that it affects are young girls. No, it is absolutely isolating girls. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. It affects that. nothing I mean, I have a girls. kindergarten. We're not getting dressed yeah. coded, so it's all. But what you have is these girls who spent the summer preparing for what they're going to wear to school. Girls are very conscious of their bodies and what they wear to school and how they look and fashion and stuff. And so they wear, like, the Lululemon skorts. Tennis skirts, essentially. Yes. Yes. Those are now forbidden. And so when one says... But why? Well, we can see their thigh. Well, you can see a boy's thigh when he sits down wearing a pair of shorts. What difference does it make? It's fair. It's more than fair. It's more than fair. But it's the same people that a year ago when you tried to say, you know, the masks don't work. There's documentation that the masks don't work. And their answer was essentially, look, just shut up and do it. And so now it's, instead of letting the school year get started and focused on, I don't know, learning, there's a fight about what people wear. So it's just, it's, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad, some days I'm not very happy that my kids are gone, the gone they are. 
And then there are days when I look at it and go, man, because it would be if 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 my girls were in high school, this would be it'd be a topic right now, it, wouldn't it? It would be the topic. Are they? And we're moving on. I swear to God, but are they? Are they overemphasizing early to set a tone and then going to back off? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, that would... I mean, if so, then I have even more criticism. Because now you're just creating, you're, you're doing precisely what I just said. Mm-hmm. Instead of singling out the people who are obviously committing. Yeah, real code violations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like if you're, you know, if your bare stomach is hanging out and you're ass is hanging out the bottom of your shorts, but you have a problem. Sure. Right? And I'm assuming that that's happened. And so rather than bringing those people in and going, you know this is, come on, that we have common sense. But you know, you and I have talked about this. I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I'll say it. Common sense has been sort of dismissed from our society. Common sense is kind of What's the word I'm looking for? It's a little too pragmatic. It ties into everything we've been talking about for a long time. It ties into confirmation bias. It ties into people looking for people to agree with them versus whatever the middle truth is yeah. or, or whatnot. It comes into it, it comes into to do that. We, we, we as a society, not everybody. I get that probably most people we're talking to are completely sane because you're hanging out with us this morning. But you're looking for one specific tunnel in everything you do. And if you don't expand to look for multiple tunnels and to grow, to learn, to actually evolve as humans, I mean, you know, not to get overly, overly deep with it. Um, you get stuck into this. Yeah. Where you have these one track things and there's no, there's no nuance. There's no sidestep. There's no nothing. It's just here. Because here's the thing. If the dress code is really that big of a deal, there's a simple solution. Uniforms. Uniforms. Yeah, sure. Just go to uniforms. Now, when you have uniforms, you can't have Jersey Day, and you can't have Halloween Day because now you're getting you're opening it back up. You have uniforms, regimented uniforms. It's also a cost issue. Uniforms, of course. Yeah. Um, but you, you have a school system. You could raise the money and provide the uniforms. You could have a scholarship situation for uniforms. You can do, sure. you, you could do. The point is, is yeah. if, if, if this were truly a crisis, uh-huh. there's a solution. You say that like on Facebook, it's, come, it's coming off like a crisis currently. Is that, yeah, I mean, have you read Facebook? No, see, I haven't actually, I've only heard. I have not. I got home from Tupelo it. and was like, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. And I mean, I see people who I know, people yeah, who sure. are, people who are sane. I won't single them out on this podcast, never, but people who I know who I deal with, who are sane people are very upset about this. It's like, why did you wait until now? Like back in June, go, Hey, just so you know, FYI, we're going to enforce this letter of the law. And then you see pictures of girls who got sent home or had to come. Nothing's exposed. And they're like fifth grade. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if, if little Ronnie is so obsessed with staring at girls in the fifth grade, well, then maybe we need to talk to Ronnie. Hey, dude, chill out. This isn't the place. But boys are going to look at girls, and that's not a bad thing. Now, if they are grabbing the girls, that's a bad thing. If they're harassing the girls, it's a bad thing. But if 
or even looking beyond a normal leap. Yeah, but I if, mean, there is but, there is a difference in hey, me eye contacting you and. But I got to tell you, if yeah. little Johnny is checking out little Jenny's legs, it doesn't really matter whether they're clothed or not. He's staring at her. It just happens. It's all part of the natural process of things. Did you ever look at girls when you were in school? Time to yeah. You okay? Yeah. Is, there, is I, I think I'm all right. Is everything I mean, all right? I feel like I'm a fairly productive member of society. Yeah. Sometimes I just think there's a common sense solution to most things. But we don't do common sense. We have an energy slash climate crisis in our country right now that there is a common sense solution to. But the common sense solution either way offends both sides. So we wait and whoever's in power steers the thing. There's a, there's a middle ground. Makes all the sense in the world. Put a lot of smart people on developing alternate uh, sources of energy. Mm-hmm. Work on the grid so that when we get to that, we have the grid to support it. Sure. And while we're waiting to do that, continue to produce our own fuel so that we're not dependent on foreign entities. That's a solution. It's common sense. But one side wants to go, there is no climate crisis. And the other side says, the only way we can save the planet by 2032 is doing this. Well, both of those things are wrong. Yeah. I mean, do I make sense? Yeah. Do everything you can to improve it and realize that if we really only have nine years left, we're screwed anyway. I mean, I mean, like, I mean like, yeah. like, like, seriously, if we're down to the final 10 years and we're we know done. that, but then let's announce that because I'm breaking out the tequila. Yeah. I mean, there's just <laughs> no point. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, got a couple minutes left. Didn't know we were doing climate change. Dress codes open today. Show say, welcome to Ole football practice. Um, <laughs> Only things you get with the Oxford Exxon podcast. Well, we live in Oxford. No, and this good. is this is yeah, the big yeah, topic yeah. in Oxford today. That and Highway 30 is the exit ramp is still not open off seven. Oh, I know. Have you noticed? See, I don't go. The, I'm I'm yeah. the other direction. Yeah. So I, I oh, didn't that's think right. You that. don't do that anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can start a segment. This right. the Waffle House, baby. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Finger of Commerce Hour with the Oxford Exxon <laughs> Podcast. Welcome in to today's show. Today's guest, Robin Tannehill. Disgusting. Um, so. Oh, shoot. We've got a couple minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm only talk about Vince Scully in a minute, but we've only got a couple minutes before the break. Okay. Uh, what are we getting out of Lane today? What, what, what's, what, what's Lane's? What is he walking in that he, because he always does. He always has his thing he wants to talk about. What's he want to talk about today? Well, we're getting local media Lane Kiffin today, so we're getting a much, mm-hmm. we're getting a much quieter almost depressed Lane Kiffin yeah sure gonna be hard to hear him um I don't know it's a good question program has a lot of energy a lot of high expectations um I won't be surprised if part of his very short keynote address is about building culture I uh, taped the Troy Brown show yesterday, taped the Mason Brooks show yesterday. They both acknowledge that, hey, there's work to be done in that regard. They think it'll get done, and I do too, for what it's worth. 
but you know, I think that's part of it for camp, that there's more than X's and O's. I think he said that already. I think he'll repeat that again is my guess. Um, I think he will downplay the urgency of the whole quarterback competition. And, um, yeah, I just think – I suspect he'll be super laid back. Will Juice be at practice? <laughs> you can tell I'm not quite in as serious as mo- a mood as, as, as he others. will be on the premises. I don't know if he will be on one of the fields. Might be a little hot for a Labrador Retriever at eleven o'clock. In the You'll morning. need some some water and some stuff. Yeah, yeah it's a little I mean, a little warm. But no, I mean, what, what else he got to do? <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean, you say he's going to get practice. I mean, I mean, it's his program. I mean, whatever. I mean, what, what else is he doing? Sure. Hang I mean, out. How many times does the does mascot go to practice? Like, does Ugga, the whatever, go to practice? Probably not, right? No. Well, Ugga doesn't even live in Athens. They have to, you know, they drive him yeah. in every game. Well, Arkansas doesn't bring Tusk to practice. Does Mississippi State take Bully, the, the actual Bulldog, to practice? Probably not. I mean, Ole Miss is charting new new territory here. You think they could actually get a lab as a mascot at this point if they push for it? Or you think it's pseudo becoming that anyway? I mean, look, if you said take the money line on does Juice run out with the team on September the 3rd, I'm taking the money line that he does. Well, I mean, I, I have a decent source that so that's a decent possibility. So yes. show me the schools where the, the animal runs out with the team. Then you don't that, think Ralphie's at practice today in Boulder? Well, my point is – You don't is, think he's just hanging out on the middle of the field? No, but my point is Buffalo? Ralphie is the mascot, right? He is the mascot. He is the mascot. So, yes. I mean, like, when Traveler <laughs> runs out, Traveler is the mascot. So if if – my point is is that I don't know of a school that runs out animals that aren't the mascot. Like, you don't go to a game at Michigan State, I'm guessing – and watch them run out of porcupine or something, right? I mean, that's not what they do. Colorado doesn't run out like a collie. They run out Ralphie. Collies are probably trademarked and copyrighted. There you go. I bet nobody else can do that. Well, A&M takes a collie to the game because the collie is the mascot. So if you're taking an animal to the game, I think it's fair to say there's a decent chance that's the mascot. Lane Kiffin solved a lot of problems for Ole Miss. Solving the mascot problem now, too. (laughs) It is an incredibly handsome dog. Also, when they take some of the pictures of him and I look at his face, he goes, he has no idea what's going on right now. (laughs) He has no idea what's going on around him right now for this, this, this. Well, I was at one of the little recruit things and they brought, I guess it was, he he wasn't too terribly old and they brought him out because, you know, nature called. He had to, he needed to urinate. And uh, I looked at him and I thought, you have no idea what's going on right now, do you, Chad? hanging I out. Mean, you've got a Twitter account. You're breaking news. You're being used to reveal to people that, hey, we've got a new NIL deal coming up with the big company that's going to include a camouflage helmet for at least one game. You don't realize that all this stuff's happening, do you, champ? You just you feel good about that. that yeah, one too. You just want a treat. Rub my ears. Yeah. Hand me a treat. Scratch my sure, ears. Sure, we'll walk around. Hey, take me out. I, 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 let me find a good bush. Looking for the right bush. He doesn't really lay in his bed much either. It doesn't look like in Lane's office. Looks like he's just kind of on the floor up against that wall a lot. Like La- Labrador Retrievers, I've, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with them. They find spots to lay. And that is their spot. They don't really go get on their bed until it's time to take a 
a deep rest. Well, you have one that's by the front door yeah, one, quite often. Yeah, and uh, one lays by the front door. One lays in front of the cabinets in the kitchen because you always have to tell him to move. And he looks at us like, you know I'm here. Why don't you move the damn pot someplace else? You're making me get up so that you can cook something that I don't get to eat. It's fair. So, yes, long story short, I do believe that there will be – I don't know that we will see Juice at any point in today's proceedings, but I expect him to be on the premises if he had a GPS on him. Okay, I'll say we see he him. He dropped the kid off at school this morning. Yeah. Coming to the whatever. I'll, I'll say we see him. You think we're going to see him? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> podcast. <laughs> this podcast of all podcasts brought to you by GNM Pharmacy 662-236-2222. <laughs> locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One uh, one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. And also, if you want to switch your medications over, they handle that as well. One call, and everything else gets taken care of for you. So, again, that is G&M right there on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. At some point today or tonight, I will have up what he said, what he meant. That's brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you looking to diversify? You're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule? MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ludecki guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, your job, your your boss, your pay, if you feel stuck, get in touch with Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Solutions RX. It's a uh, probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. Solutions RX is pharmaceutical grade, manufactured here inside the U.S. under the highest standards based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body to help with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant, taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. It's SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi is the place to go if you want your carport. Uh, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings custom built for you. They'll accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Holcomb Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing is available. Free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Holcomb. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to HolcombBuildings.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. Or brought to you by Dead Soxy. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com, best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get 25% off your entire order at Dead Soxy. You can get ready for the football season. Speaking of getting ready for the football season, you're going to be in the Grove, tailgating and whatnot. Use that Game Changer patch. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. I guess that's what brought to you. 
I had my mic muted and none of that got read. So it's okay. We'll uh, back up and do that. Anyway. Sorry. I mean, it was my own fault. I did it a second ago to check something. So uh, just, I guess, quickly there. Um, Johnson O'Creamery, johnsonocreamery.com. Again, tailgating packages, I'll make it up to you, are, uh, are available. Three different ones. They uh, feed 10, 20, and 40. And you can go ahead and uh, get that started now. So don't wait. Go ahead and get that going. That is, uh, again, 662-419-9201. Our cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com is uh, never too early to go ahead and get your catering done for the Grove this uh, this season. So anyway, okay, Ben Scully, 94 years old, dying as he uh, he had called Dodgers baseball for 67 years. Um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about him forever. He was obviously the, uh, the announcing voice and for love of the game as we've made jokes and references over the course of uh, the last decade or so. You know, it's one of our shticks. Um, but what struck me, and, I mean, I guess in some ways it's kind of like with Bill Russell. Everybody has a story. Everybody uh, talks about the time he went out of his way and how as good of an announcer was, better man, better ambassador for the game, for Los Angeles, for, I mean, hell, Brooklyn back in the day, everything involved with him. But what got me is just the number of stories and experiences and memories that go when somebody like that dies, that yeah. you hope there are tapes and recordings and books and everything to chronicle his life and his experiences and things he's seen. You're talking about a guy who covered basically all of Jackie Robinson's career for the most part, somebody who's done all-star games and World Series. He did Dwight Clark's The Catch in the 49ers playoff game. I mean, you're talking Hank about Aaron's. Kurt Gibson's 715th home run. Yeah. I mean, all these different things to where – it was his voice and his cadence and his understanding of broadcasting, but it was better than anyone ever. It's what I talked to Ben Ingram about just a few weeks ago on the other, on the other podcast was letting a game breathe and how do you incorporate stories and how you do that thing in baseball that you can do in no other sport because of the dead air and the time that's available for that and what he was able to bring to the sport. And they're just, I mean, they're historians. They're wealths of knowledge in such different ways that that was the – I mean, maybe that's saddest because a human being lost their life, but that was the, the stark thing is just when those people pass away, the things that are lost with them, and it's, it's I mean, it's it, it's a loss to the game and, frankly, the fabric of our culture in a way. It hit me last night. Um, I'd gotten back from Tupelo, Carson had soccer practice, and we got back, and um, I was trying to decide, you know, trivial stuff like, is it too late to eat dinner? I had not eaten. I was hungry, all that stuff. And I was on Twitter just for a second, and someone referenced Vin Scully in the past tense, and I kind of panicked. Isn't that funny? 94-year-old oh. man. And I kind of panicked. And I'm like, what, what's this? Surely that's just a, I mean, Twitter's not home. Just an error, yeah. Twitter's yeah, yeah. not the greatest you know, place for, for grammar. Um, a lot of mistakes at Twitter.com. And I start looking, and then I finally did the search. And there it was. And, man, I started crying. I don't know why it hit me like that, but it did. Like, I know we do the, like you said, the shtick on For Love of the Game, but I genuinely love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but what I love about the movie is him. He ties it together. And as a young person, you didn't get to – like I, I grew up 
at a time when you, you didn't get to hear a lot of baseball games. I grew up in a place where we didn't get on – there was no AM radio in Ruston, Louisiana, where you could hear a team. You know, I mean, sometimes late at night you could get WWL out of New Orleans. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, really late at night you might be able to get WGN 720. Maybe. So I didn't. So I heard like the NBC game of the week, and Monday Night Baseball. So like Howard Cosell and Vin Scully and people like that. Those Keith Jackson. Those were the voices of. If you were a sports fan, and I was, those were the voices that you grew up with. And then when I got to those years, man, when I was covering Auburn, um, and I would make that. Godforsaken drive from Mobile to Auburn over and over and over. I had satellite radio where I could listen to games. And uh, you'd listen to, like, Bob Euchre call a Brewers game, Vin Scully call a Dodgers game. And, and you didn't care who won the Dodgers Mets game. Mm-mm. But you'd listen for three hours and 20 minutes because it was Vin Scully and he would. He would, you always knew the count. Oh. Always. Like, one of the things, like, some guys are good at telling stories on the radio, but you'll be like, hey, dude, what what just happened? Like, you'll hear the bat hit the ball and still not know what happened. Vin Scully was that guy who could tell this story about something that happened 20-some-odd years ago. It was interesting. You were completely enthralled in the story. <laughs> And yet you knew it was that, one two to you knew that Pedro yeah. Guerrero just fouled off the one two pitch off to the left side and a man in a yellow shirt had caught it. Because it was the perfect cadence of there and back. There yeah. and back. And it'd yeah. come back and then you you knew Guerrero had struck out and that, you know, the next hitter was coming to the plate and that he was hitting two seventeen, but that yeah. he was on a on a hot streak in the last three weeks. He was uh hitting, you know, three fifty two in the month of June. Yeah, yeah. And then back into the story. Yeah. Corey Seeger two for three single and home run today. And Mickey Mantle in nineteen fifty six and you know and, and it was that was a gift. And you didn't even even though he called the Dodgers and you knew he was the voice of the Dodgers and you knew that he was probably cheering for the Dodgers. You could listen to a Dodgers-Cubs broadcast as a Cubs fan and not even get slightly irritated. And some of that is he was perfect, and it's what enough people don't don't learn in broadcasting. Again, I have very – I mean, you're listening to my broadcasting experience, so I know nothing about calling a game. But – and I talked to Ben about this too. You watch a lot of his famous calls, and there's a, maybe a little bit of a slight cadence change or an up-tempo, but he never screams. He never does the, I'm going to lose my mind right here. It, there's an evenness to it. Yeah. And he is perfect, or he was perfect at providing the ambient noise, the sounds, to let the moment play out and marinate as it needed to. Because, like, I listened to I, – I got down a kind of a YouTube hole after I had seen that he had passed away. And his last call at Dodger Stadium was a Charlie – uh, Culberson walk off home run to clinch the NL West in 2016. I guess maybe regular season or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I mean, 
so what he's doing, and it, it's it is textbook broadcasting, even in his final inning, is the Dodgers, I guess, have a half game or one game lead in the NL West. So he's following his game in the tenth, and the Dodgers are the home team. They're trying to walk off whoever they're playing. I don't remember. And then he's following the Padres and the Giants at the same time, and they're in the ninth. So he's literally calling his game while watching TV, and he's going and Brandon Belt up now two, two, two and one, and he's doing the Giants thing at the same time, and he's mixing them in together, and then Culberson hits the home run, and his voice never tempo never changes. It's Charlie Culberson down the left field line. It's out of here, and your LA Dodgers are the NOS champions. They've done it on their own merit. Blah 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 blah. And then he goes silent for like twenty seconds, lets it all kind of play out. And then comes back, gives one look. Now we no longer care about the you know Padres and the Giants. Going to leave you there. And then he kind of gives like the setup on what's next, and that's the call. And that's it. It's there's not this, there's not this chip carry. Oh my God, line drive to left. Yeah, none of that. No, Belted. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Or Kimosabi or whatever yeah. like the guy did at the College World Series you know, in the in the Super Regional. The Texas Tech guy. Yeah, we were like, wait, wait, slow down, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for him to go. He cured cancer. Yeah. I mean, it was just so emotional. It was like, calm down. It's, it, but I think with Scully, it was also because of the way he did his job. Like I've I've read a lot about the way that he prepared for for broadcast. He would go and in in part because everyone in every organization had such respect for him. But he would sit, like, let's just say it's a Cubs-Dodgers game, right? He would sit down with Dave Roberts before the game, obviously, but he also sat down with Joe Madden, knew the people, knew the storylines. And they gave him that time. They gave him that time. He knew what was going on, and, and people trusted him. And he, But he never made himself bigger than the game because I think he, he knew, you know, he knew what greatness looked like, right? I mean, when you – he knew how big of a moment it was for Kirk Gibson that day to essentially no business playing, couldn't play, to hit the home run right there. And he made it – it was about Kirk Gibson. It was about the Dodgers. It was about what a cool moment it was. It wasn't about Vin Scully. And by doing that as consistently as he did it, he made it such an enjoyable listen. You felt if you were just driving down the road listening to a Dodgers game, he was able, and not many people can do this. It's one of the things at the end of every Cub season, whether the Cubs are good or bad, and most of the time they're bad, I get a little choked up. I always listen to the last game, always. Okay. Because I love Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. Because Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer are one of the rare broadcast booths that can make you feel driving down the road like you're in in the booth with them. And you guys are just watching the game. And Scully could do that without a partner. He could make it feel like you were sitting there with him at Dodger Stadium just watching the game. And he was telling you stories. And it was like as he got older – it was like going to the game with your grandfather. And it was really cool. And it was enjoy. You'd look up and you're like, they're in the seventh inning and I couldn't care less and I'm listening. I don't want the game to end. 
And there aren't many broadcast crews that can do that. Like, I'll give you an example, not picking on them, but I was listening last night driving back to Yankees Mariners. I like listening to baseball. Yeah. And that broadcast is difficult to listen to. And it's legendary voices, and sure. I don't really get into it much. Now, there's very few where you will just turn it on and go, I'm going to listen to that guy. I'm just listening to him. I don't like whatever. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're spending three hours. You know, everybody has their dudes because baseball on the radio is a completely different animal than yeah. anything else in the world because Absolutely. the number of games, the ability to kind of grow up with these guys, I mean, they're your, your, your thing. Yeah, and if you um, listen to a basketball game, for example, there's not a lot of opportunity to tell stories because <laughs> no, it's, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, and, and a football game has a kind of a cadence and a rhythm to it. But a baseball game, a baseball broadcast, one game can be completely different than the other. You know, you might have Greg Maddox throwing a three-hit shutout in a game that goes two hours and 15 minutes, or you might have a game where Steve Traxel starts and it's 47 pitches seconds between every pitch, mm-hmm. and the game's four hours, and it just drags. And if you're not a good broadcaster, that's a tough, that's a tough broadcast. But Ben Scully would take that and use a game like that as just kind of a canvas to <laughs> paint his story. <laughs> and yet you'd never really think that he was making it about him. And it has to be so natural and just who you are because if you even for a tinker try to fake that or be that kind of person, it comes off so flat and so terrible that it doesn't even start to work. Yeah. You can't just become you, – you can't be, become that guy. You are that guy or you are not that has the ability to do that because, frankly, you got to earn people's trust to even tell the stories as an announcer. I mean – Somebody brand new comes up and hey, let me tell you. Okay, fine, whatever. Shut up. Like, would you go listen to? You posted it, I think, on the board. You listen to the way that he broadcasts for love of the game. All right. (laughs) It makes you think that he's really there on a Saturday afternoon at Yankee Stadium watching this veteran pitcher, the twilight of his career, throw up the way and the way that he does it was just so. It felt like you were really watching a game. It's the it, you think Billy Chapel is trying to throw a perfect game with all of this stuff going on, and it's a sappy love story where the boy gets the girl at the end, but just barely. After he breaks his heart, and he breaks her heart, and they they end up together. When you think it's just not going to happen, it's just not in the cards, and they weave in all these other things. But what makes that movie good is Scully. It's in its own way. It's a time capsule because you've got Scully and Augie Garrido both just hanging out. Yeah, there in that movie, like they didn't need Steve Lyons in that movie. Oh no, they could have just stuck with. And him. he was fine. He's Steve Lyons, but you could throw him out. You could change nothing, but just let Scully tell stories. And I think Vin Scully could have started telling Billy Chapel stories, and we would have been like, "Oh wow, Vin knew Billy." <laughs> And you would just listen. But in a way, it's an Easter egg because they don't really point out that, hey, there's this famous broadcaster doing the right. the movie or the right. whatever. You have to kind of know that. But then when you know it, you go, oh, that's Well, that's so for cool. the person who's not a baseball that's fan. That's what I'm saying. Who yeah. watches the movie, they don't even notice. Yeah, the rom-com so watcher that comes in and goes, I'm yeah. just watching Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston. and Try doing to figure the deal. this out. And gosh, I hope they end up together. Yeah, they're not hearing the announcer going, oh, my God, that's Vince Scully. 
Yeah, I mean, I kept waiting. You know, you go back and you look at it, and you're like, they kind of missed an opportunity for Vin to get rid of Steve and let Vin tell some of the stories. You know, I was down in Lakeland a few years ago after Billy had had the sawing accident with his right hand. He couldn't feel the ball. and You know, I mean, sure, going back, that's probably how they should have done it. I don't know. Just for whatever reason, though, and I guess it's it, it's the ultimate testament to a person. I've never met Vin Scully. I don't know that I've ever been in the same place with Vin Scully. Sure. I would have loved to have met Vin Scully. Never yeah. met him. And his passing at the age of 94. 94 is a pretty full life. Yeah. Choked up a complete stranger. I mean, I literally started crying. I'm, I feel choked up right now about that. That's a loss. There's a void there. No, in, in so many different ways. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I hope there are archives upon archives. I hope that somebody has, has those documents, those stories, all those things. I would assume well, you I mean, he's been that, retired for six years now. You would hope that somebody has sat down with him and said, hey, Vin, let's just tell stories. Let's do it all. Here, let's I'll, tell I'll leave the tape on as long as we can leave the tape on. Because, yeah. I mean, it's it's – and there's that person for everything. But that was baseball's person. I mean, you know, look, I mean – Again, there's not even a comparison, and he would laugh and admit that too. But you know, I mean, even from a you know archive standpoint, you know, like David Kellum keeps all of his scorebooks from 1977 on. He's been yeah. doing almost baseball for 40 whatever years, and the project I'm working on, I needed something, and I said, "Hey, you have this," and within 10 minutes, here's the picture, here's this, here's this, here's this. Like he'd sent me the score, his scorebook, and the official lineup cards for all the College World Series games. Like it's you know, I was writing a story on. Ole Miss's last win in Baton Rouge prior to 19 for a series in 82. And I said, hey, I, who was on that team? And then in 10 minutes, here's literally play-by-play play in the entire thing. Well, radio announcers are really who has those things. They're the only humans that have those types yeah. of things. So when they go, if you don't find a way to compile, there is so much lost about any program, any team, any franchise, anything that's out there in the world. To your point, I know we got to get to football in yeah. a second. I promise we will. Um it's going to be a long season. We'll talk a lot of football. Yeah, I'm actually not even that worried about football today. Um, Pat Hughes' scorecard from Game 7 of the 2016 World Series, he, like the great baseball people, like you mentioned DK, he keeps all of the scorecards just because he did the game and he keeps them. And Someone asked if they could see a copy of it, and he was like, yeah. And all of a sudden it's selling like hotcakes. People just want it as a thing. Well, it's just a scorecard. Yeah, sure. But it was Pat Hughes's, and it shows all of his notes and his thoughts and his things to remind himself to oh, say. Yeah, I mean. You know, just to that point, if you're a Cubs fan and you listen to Pat Hughes all the time and you see that, like, I mean, I've listened to Pat Hughes through a bunch of losses, like a bunch of games where – this sucks. And yet, you feel like you're sort of commiserating with him. At first it was with Ron Santo, and now it's with Ron Coomer. And you kind of mark time that way with, with guys like that. So, yeah. It's, I mean, for a Dodgers fan, they've had time because it's been years. But today's a sad day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Five different flavors to go uh, straight from bag in your freezer to plate in less than 10 minutes. Just pop in boiling water and you get restaurant quality shrimp ready to go for you. It's a great uh, thing for uh, kids back in school, need some quick dinners. 
everything from the uh, the signature blend to the uh, the spicy Louisiana boil to uh, French Quarter Alfredo, garlic, herb, butter, and more. And let me tell you about the uh, the new item they have, which is the uh, individually frozen shrimp, just like the grocery stores would have, except better, higher quality from the New Orleans-based company. MPW is the code to get $20 off your first order. That's primeshrimp.com. Uh, ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in uh, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a uh, full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com. Or call 662-601-4381. We're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for about three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have a um, hand-raised guys tomorrow night. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. They also sponsor the Troy Brown Show, which is up at MPW Digital. It's also up in uh, podcast form. So if you want to listen to it, you can. If you want to watch it, you can. Up to you. Different names, same great products and services, Comer and Southern. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662 429 4429 College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, collegecornerstore.com. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Um, Martin Palomo and I will tape a uh, Mind on My Money tomorrow. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. They've got clients in uh, more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They sit down with you, and they uh, listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed, and financial plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. I was telling you yesterday about John Edwards, his uh, golf trip that he had to um, England. They went out to St. Andrews. They watched the Open Championship. They played four courses, including three that are on the Open rotation. Then they uh, went over to Paris for a few days, visited the beaches of Normandy, and, and um, did some champagne tours. So he arranges trips like that, trips that you'll remember for a lifetime. Get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he'll give you options you're not going to come up with on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-E-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the 1 Gig, the Powers, the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls and much more. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You know, the other thing, too, kind of closing that is I was seeing several different reporters talk about that whether it be, um, I guess, before the game mostly, radio broadcast booths sort of become the congregating spot for a lot of people, a lot of production, whatever. And Scully was always there incredibly early, and he was just kind of hanging out. He was well-prepared, so he was willing to talk. The resource that he was for reporters – was probably immeasurable that. that would be changing once you're once he's gone that you no longer have that. Hey, what about this? And you get this not only an answer but a quote or whatever, and you can really delve into whatever topic it is you're trying to to talk about at that point. I would assume. So, I always heard that he would was very open to young beat writers too. Really, you know, which is that's not it's contrary to. Uh, I mean, I've told this story when I was breaking into the Auburn beat. I didn't know much about Auburn. You know what I mean? I really didn't. I mean, I knew of Auburn because I grew up an Alabama fan. So Auburn, but I didn't live in Alabama. I didn't know the landscape. And I'd seen Auburn play. I'd been to Jordan Hare, but I didn't know Auburn. And Jim Fife would just, for whatever reason, maybe because I'd, sometimes I'd just go sit down and have a drink with him, but he would tell me all this stuff, and he who is this? He was the legendary voice of Auburn Perfect. for a long time. Yeah, and um, Jim would sit down with me and just tell me stories, and it was like such a resource because after like one year, I felt far more ingrained, not in the Auburn culture or whatnot, but I knew more. I was able to color my stories differently. I had more perspective on, okay, what did this mean for the program? What did, historically, where does this rank? Like, I could go ask, like, 
hey, when was the last time they won a game this big? Or when was the last time they were this good? And he'd start telling me stories about, you know, Chuck Person. And he was, you know, stuff like that where you kind of felt comforted. Like, I'm not having to – because you don't want to have to Google everything. I mean, you want to be able to give something in your content that feels authentic. And I've been around radio people that weren't going to give you any time. Uh, No. Well, and that's that's kind of your best resource because they are at least more likely than your fellow scribes. You're definitely not going to get a lot of typically help no. or attention or whatever no. from. I mean, the older guys aren't going to be, hey, young buck. <laughs> Come on over here and have a drink. Let me fill you let in me, on let the me, entire thing. Let me tell you everything that I've learned in 30 years. No, it's that's not, that's not really. No, it's, hey, young buck, I'm going to kick your ass today. I've tried to at least be a little nicer as I've gotten older. Like, I'm really bad about just completely minding my own business. And I'm I'm at least trying to the DM writers or whatever at least say hello sometimes. I'm I'm I'm, I'm making a concerted effort to not be a complete jerk uh, most of the time because I, I mean I don't do it on purpose, but especially with baseball, you're it's so many games and you're just kind of whatever. And I've yeah. got I've got AirPods in and I'm minding my own business and kind of a curmudgeon about where I sit and I'm just sort of whatever. And I then I'm gonna go I'm, I'm being a jerk, like just. I'm down for a minute. Well, like at football today, I'll, I'm going to walk around and try to take some notes and try to learn a little bit. And I sometimes you look over and the writers are just congregated in a in a huddle and they're just talking. And I'm like, I can't write about this practice if I don't watch it. Can't multitask because I well, and I, I don't, and especially with the transfer portal and all this stuff, like I don't know everybody's number yet. Oh, that's true. Like, I, there's going to be a lot of cross sourcing with okay, but who's that? You know, yeah, who's yeah. that? I mean, it has changed. Like you, I think you got to pay more attention at least early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. What do you want to do? You want to but I think I, I think yeah. I sufficiently have such a bad reputation among like <laughs> young writers that I don't think I have to worry about it. I don't. I don't think they're going to. I mean, it's not like something, but I just like they're not going to come approach me because they're like that guy's an asshole. Well, then, like you will. I mean, you are still competing a little bit too. Like, I'll have some times where somebody's like, "Hey, when's the last time?" I'm like, "I don't really want to tell you." I mean, I know, but I mean, don't really want to just. You got Google.com. Or a lot of times, I'll spend like 25 minutes looking something up, and then somebody's like, "So what was that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not going to give it to you." Here's the media guide. Have at it. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I mean. Because we kind of had, a, I have an understanding with Sus because he looks up so much stuff. We'll pair off everything sure. together, and it's going to end up about even at the end of the year. But then, like the guy who never looks anything, I'm just like, why? Yeah, I'm, why I'm, am I giving that? Why to am you? I helping you? Yeah. You're not helping me. So yeah, it's the back scratching thing. Yeah, if someone goes, "Hey, scratch my back," and you do, okay, fine. But the time is, like, hey, I got this one little spot right yeah. there, Can, and he's like, "No, no, no, I don't do that." Okay, well then we're done. I mean, so it's all good. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, gosh. Uh, Juan Soto was dealt to the uh, San Diego Padres, who have gone all in. They, uh, they, uh, they, are, they are making a run at it. They pick up uh, Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, Brandon Jury. They, uh, they definitely lead the list of uh, teams at the, uh, at the deadline there. So, um the Padres farm director today, he just looks around and goes, anybody here? 
Yeah, it's the Will Smith Jeffrey. He's just in the room by himself, yeah. looking yeah. around. Like, there's that's it. <laughs> all, all gone. The strangest thing of the day, and I'm not saying like they, they weren't going to win a title or anything. There was no reason to make some huge moves. But the Rockies, who did nothing, and then when asked about it, their GM or whomever, his his quote was, well, right before the deadline, we gave a guy a long-term extension, and we were the only team to do that. It's like, well, A, the Padres, no. The Padres did that with Joe Musgrove. And Austin, Austin Riley. Austin Riley with the Braves. It's like, yeah. A, no, and B, and? So you kept one of your own players longer? Like, how is that? Like, yeah. how is that the thing we're going to hang our hat on as we move forward? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, the Angels don't move Otani. No, um, they got to really think for a minute before they do that. Got to really think about what they want to do there. That's not to get down a big baseball rabbit sure. hole too much, but that's the the team. That is the team that has the most soul-searching to do. They're kind of a jinxed franchise, the Angels. I've been listening to Tom Rinaldi's um, podcast series, Wesley, about the murder of Lyman Bostock. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it good? It is. I know a lot about the story because... For whatever reason, I've gone down that rabbit hole a bunch. And We've I'm, talked about that over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I knew about it. Um, but, you know, like, they were a strike away from going to the World Series. Was that in 85? And then Dave Henderson hit the home run off Donnie Moore, who never got over it, ultimately committed suicide. Because of that? In, in At least part, partially. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, just a year ago, Tyler Skaggs died, the um, fentanyl overdose. Turns out that his supplier was the an, an organization right. staffer who's going to prison. Um, just a lot's gone on. And here you have this generational talent who also has this sort of generational personality. Now he has, there's a language barrier that interrupts that to some degree, but... Otani's this good-looking young man with, you know, a million-dollar smile and incredible talent, and he's probably going to command $600 million on the open market. And what do you do? Do you ride him one more year? Or do you try to rebuild your franchise around a return for him that probably has now been established by this Nationals-Padres trade? I don't know the answer to that. You know what you would hope if you were baseball always would close that subject was that you it made it more interesting and I don't know that it did I don't know that anything happened that makes it more likely to watch moving forward to the second half of the season there was no move where I went wow okay. no we did set up though with some playoff series that could be like you would watch we know we want Astros Yankees yeah but in the National League now there's four teams that are really interesting. I think the Braves are really good. The Mets are really interesting. They are. Um, the Dodgers are, of course, the Dodgers. And now the Padres are this interesting team. I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado in the same lineup. They went out and got a closer in Hayter. You know, got a Padres, Dodgers, NLCS, you're in. 
And it's one of those where in the playoffs you're fine. In the regular season, because it's on the West Coast, you're going to be like, eh. yeah. You, you've got to kind of wait on it to get here. Yeah, for, from from a baseball standpoint, but a regular season standpoint, yesterday was awful. You took another star and put him out on the West Coast. Padres currently 11 and a half back of the Dodgers. So we're talking about having to win a wild card game to even matter. Is it a wild card game or a series now? Oh, is it a series now? It's a series, right? Okay. It's a three game set. So better. But still, point being. Yeah, sure. You're still having to win your way into the main tournament. And all they have with Soto is they have the rest of this year and then two years. And you're probably playing the freaking Braves or the Mets. I mean, this isn't some easy path here. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's Braves, Mets, Brewers. I mean, somebody saddle like up. I mean, yeah, you're going to. Hands hands will be full, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, wild card right now, the Braves have a uh, – they're pretty safe. They're seven and a half up, and the Padres are three and a half up. Um, Phillies and Cardinals also at that uh, that next spot. So, anyway. um, Hold on. I had something. Where is it? So, the uh, Miami Dolphins, they uh, hit with uh, tampering penalties that, frankly, led to completely nothing. So – Kind of dumb and whatever on their form of their administration yesterday. The uh, the Dolphins are forfeiting their first round selection in the 2023 draft and their third round selection in 2024 after the league said that they uh, made impermissible contact with Tom Brady while he was with the Patriots and the Buccaneers, as well as uh, impermissible contact with Sean Payton's agent while he was still with the uh, with the Saints. So two draft pick losses there for the, the Dolphins, including their first round pick. Tom Brady nor Sean Payton are on the Miami roster, so that was kind of nope. stupid in hindsight. Looking back, um, what's Payton doing this year? Just kind of hanging out, right? Okay, yeah, I think so. Um, Miami owner Stephen Ross is fined one and a half million dollars, which for him is really not a big deal, and even a dumber penalty that means nothing to an owner is he's suspended through October seventeenth. I don't even know what that means. Um, he can't attend any league meetings. He's probably very happy about that. Actually, yeah. thank you. I don't have to get on a plane and fly somewhere to listen to you guys talk for three days. Um, Brady nor Peyton will be sanctioned in any way, by the way. Um, tampering is not a two-way street, as the athletic says. Is uh, Yeah, you can do whatever and be fine there. They did also find the Dolphins did not uh, intentionally tank in 2019. Former coach Brian Flores had claimed earlier this year that Ross had offered him $100,000 per loss. I, a, how do you prove that? And B, frankly, paying him hundred grand per loss would be good business sense because you needed early picks. I... That was one I never could even make myself care about in any capacity because isn't the point to lose at that point if you're like if you yeah I get that maybe you can't do the extra whatever but why not like I, I don't understand I As, I know the NFL takes tank, tanking way more seriously than other leagues but but does it <laughs> well I mean it does like you can't tank the way that an NBA team tanks right where it's like hey the whole starting lineup everybody's got an ankle. No one's playing. We're just going to – we're shutting it down. That doesn't happen, but, you know, if you've got a super young team, usually you're not winning. Well, that's true. I mean, the Jags did everything but – I mean, they they, yeah. they they tried as hard as they could. To yeah, take. They lost organically. Well, a couple of years ago, didn't was it Jacksonville? Who lost the game literally intentionally, like the play call or whatever, where it was like, oh, God, no, stop. We're going to win this game. Was that Jets? Was it Jets? I can't. It was remember. Jags or Jets. I felt like they were playing the Raiders. Yeah, and like they just quit. Like yeah. it was like, nope, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't uh-uh, score. Uh, uh-uh. yeah, no, that's not that's not okay. I guess maybe because I've watched so much NBA, tanking doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. Like the goal is 
the worst thing you can be is the middle. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you you don't want to sign a couple of guys that are going to move you closer to the middle. That's not good. You want to get past the middle. Or you want to stay at the bottom where you can get the the next Joe Burrow. Yeah, sure. I mean, you've got people looking at um, um, Stroud and Bryce Young this year as, like, a lot of people saying, hey, these are franchise quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Maybe Will Levis. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, you're not going to get one of those guys drafting 14th. No. So at some point you have a decision to make. However you got to get there. I mean, it is what it is. Well, the worst thing you can be is average. If you're perpetually average and you're always drafting 15, 16, 17, well, you're probably going to stay there. It's the team version of having the quarterback that's ranked. 10th to 16th, because you go, well, maybe. No, yeah. not really, actually. He's not terrible. He's going to win us seven games, eight games, nine games. We might even make the playoffs. Hell, we might we might win a wild card game. That's as far as we're going. I mean, you're not. that's not a great place to be, unless from a franchise standpoint, you go, hey, this is good. We're filling up our stadium, and it's fine. But if your goal is to win a championship, at some point you've got a tanking decision to make. And the organizations that never have to tank, those are the elite organizations. And there aren't many of them. New England? And now you look at that and go, well, they did have Tom Brady for 15 years. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Not many. I mean, Pittsburgh's this elite organization, and it looks like they're going to go through a down spot downturn here green bay is one of the storied franchises in the nfl they've 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 been bad before right yeah i mean it's the multi-year tanking where you don't try that is what is so bad for the sport that's the one where you're like hey i mean at some point this is where a lot of teams are at times where hey you got to at least kind of care a little bit so Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local under- underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, Opa is Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. Uh, south of the Square Courthouse, 306 South Lamar in Oxford. I've got a mailbag up. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Condos, land, commercial, residential, family homes, 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Service specialist staffing and recruiting agencies been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. If you are a company that's looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if your company decides to hire a candidate that they send. It's always free for the candidate. So you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. The Mason Brooks Show is up on um, in our podcast network. It's also up on our YouTube channel. It's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select 
uh, pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dentals helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today. And um, they'll give you a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm, 68 acres, 32 stalls, an upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. It's also a great place to host parties and events. So get in touch with uh, the Craddocks or with Bowers Cone or Susan Walt there at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Yeah, they're talking in the thread about Victor Wimbenyama and Nick Smith Jr. and some of those guys that are going to be in this next draft. It's a deep draft, but it's like six to eight potential impact guys. So finishing 12th does you no No good. No man's land. Yeah. You know, I mean... You're killing yourself by doing that, frankly. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Thunder or the Rockets, the Magic, there's no reason to win next year. You'd like to lose. I mean, listen, there's potentially the next great NBA player in the draft, Victor Wimbanyama. I don't know that Smith, the guard at Arkansas, is that guy, but now mm-hmm. he's an impact guy. Six four and a half guard can play both the point and off. I don't know that he's the super explosive guy that's going to end up setting the NBA on fire. But if you told me he was a multi-time all-star, absolutely, I buy it. To get those guys, you've got to tank. Bottom line. Is Ole Miss starting before everybody else? Or is everybody else kind of going? Uh, a lot of teams aren't starting until Friday. That's what I thought. Uh, I'm, I'm a little – some. I talked to Chris Lee yesterday. Vanderbilt started last week because they play a week zero game. Oh. Um, I'm guessing that Ole Miss is starting a little early because Lane is building in more rest days. You're only allowed a certain number of practices. Yeah. That's that. That's what you're building off of it off of. I mean, yeah. that's, so my guess is that he's building in more off days than others. And those off days, is my understanding, that those – legitimately legitimately have to be you can't come to the building unless you're there for medical reasons. Oh, really? On the off days. You can't even meet on off days. Trying to avoid that, hey, kind of yeah. only sort of practice yeah. thing. That'll get policed well. Yeah. It popped at all. Yeah. No, all good. That's going to be like the 25 mile per hour speed limit. You can go 35. Probably can't go 85 right there, but yeah, that speed limit's not getting fully obeyed. Something tells me some people will meet. So Saturday's practice, that's still not full pads, right? That's shoulder pads only, right? Uh, That's their first day they can be in shoulder pads, right? Saturday will be the second day in shoulder pads. If I'm reading the schedule correctly... 
Now, do they practice Sunday and we just don't have access? I have no idea. Because I've been working on, hey, which one of us is going to cover which yeah. day. So I don't have the whole thing in front of me. Um, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, technically the first day they could go full pads is Sunday. Okay. Gotcha. You have to do two days in shorts, two days in right. shells, and yes. then you can go to pads. Right. And obviously you're not padding every day or anything. They're not going to kill somebody. So No. Most... You'll see a lot of practices. You'll see them ramp up in pads for a while, and then they'll start to ramp down in shells, and the practices, frankly, don't look that much different. Part of being a good football team is understanding how to practice. You go to an NFL practice, you watch a smart practice. Yeah, it's efficient. And they hit, but they're protecting each other. You don't see that a lot of careless, thrown-to-the-ground crap. ESPN Plus did a uh, thing on the um, number one overall pick predictions for uh, 2023 in the NFL draft. Just uh, quickly here, they give Bryce Young a 20% chance of being the number one overall pick. Okay. They give C.J. Stroud a 20% chance of being the number one overall pick. Okay. They give Will Anderson a 20% chance of being the number one overall pick. All right, that leaves 40%. Could you see an edge? Could you see, actually see him going number one? Anderson? Yeah. Hell yeah. the right team. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so good. It's kind of ties into something we will continue to talk about and you've been talking about. They give 10% to Will Levis. Listen, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. The first time that I heard the Levis thing, before I scoffed, I called a couple of NFL people that I knew. And they all said the same thing. He's so all over our radar. Mm-hmm. We love everything about him so far. We're looking for reasons to not love him. Kentucky is like on my list of really interesting teams this year. They're number one. Yeah. Ole Miss might be number two. South Carolina's right there. We all know Alabama and Georgia are loaded. Loaded. They're great teams. Alabama's might, this might be a historically good Alabama team. That's not particularly interesting. I don't buy the A&M stuff in bulk. So you know Alabama and Georgia, you're looking for who's third, who's fourth. I'm really interested in Kentucky because like Ryan Brown said on this network, mm-hmm. if, if Will Levis is number one overall good, if, and if he's not, he's not, right? But if he is, Chase, tell me why Kentucky's not a, a contender. Tell me why Kentucky's a pushover. Don't give me, well, they they have this blue K on there. Stop. No, why? If they have a number one quarterback. Yeah. They've got Rodriguez in the backfield. They've got an experienced line. They've got some targets at receiver. They're pretty good up front on defense. Pretty solid overall. They've got a culture. The coach has been there for 100 years. If Will Levis is special good, tell me why they're not a contender. Give me a reason other than, well, they're Kentucky. And Levis being included makes for good pod. It makes for good content. It gives us a couple months of, of talking about prior to Kentucky. The reason why it is whatever is the next name on the list. They give okay. a 10% chance to one Anthony Richardson. He is the next right. option on the board. I'll see you later. I mean, <sighs> I had to circle the one player to whom scouts will have their eyes glued this season would be Richardson. With off the charts physical traits, the ball explodes out of the six foot four signal caller's hand. Despite having a bit of a loopy release, he has the arm strength to compensate. 
He rotated back and forth in Emory Jones. Yeah, that's a sign of a hell of a quarterback. Well, that's also a sign of a bad season. coaching job last year. It is. At yeah. 240, Richardson is impressive frame that he used as well as both the runner and passer. NFL scouts just haven't seen much of him yet as he attempted only 58 passes and ran the ball 66 times. The big-time throws and electrifying runs from last season, however, have a value where he's excited. He sucked. He sucked. He, he was, was bad. bad. I mean – all right, so that's 80%. Because they say if he's able to be consistent over the long haul, well, sure, but he can't. That's the whole purpose. So that's 80%. That covers five guys, get 80%. He just has to improve his processing ability, accuracy, and overall decision-making. Sure. That is a line in the that's story. It. Oh, well, hell. <laughs> oh, good then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. We've got a great quarterback. He's got to stop throwing interceptions and make better decisions. And If you know, I lose 15 uh, pounds and grow a full head of hair, I'm headed to Hollywood. 10% to uh, Peter Skaronsky. Can you name a position or a team for Mr. Peter Skaronsky? I'm going to guess he's an offensive guard at Wisconsin. <laughs> Not far off. Offensive tackle at Northwestern. Ah, ah, there you go. <laughs> Stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> a Big 10 offensive lineman for 100, Alex. Um, 3% to Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback at Miami. See, I'd give him a higher chance than that. 3% Paris Johnson Jr., an offensive tackle at Ohio State. Okay. And then 2% Tyree Wilson, an edge from Texas Tech. And then 1% defensive tackle Georgia, Jalen Carter. All right. And a quarterback at Stanford, Tanner McKee, with 1%. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. Anthony Richardson is the biggest whoa on the, on the yeah. list. Yeah. The rest of them, I mean – it's probably coming from that main group. It's why they have sixty percent of the vote. But well, it's it's. But I'll tell you this: when I talked to some NFL people, they talked about Levis in that same category with Young and Stroud. Like there are things about Bryce Young's game that the NFL wants to see improve. There are things about Stroud's game they want to see improve. I mean, these are not finished products. Though I go back and I watch Bryce Young in the fourth quarter of that Auburn game last year, and phew. That was impressive. Sure. His receivers were hurt. His line was getting beat. And he's just making plays. Yeah. Look. Um, but Levis is interesting. This look, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina is interesting. I am very interested in him. Yes. That's fair. Because they won seven games last year with a GA. That's true. So what happens if Spencer Rattler finds himself with a coach that he's familiar with? Are they are they interesting? I mean, they play at Arkansas week two. What if they win that game? Yeah. Do we go, oh, Arkansas is kind of interesting because everyone's looking. Frankly, there are very few teams. The only teams in the SEC that I can't find some interest to is Alabama, Georgia, and Vanderbilt. And even Georgia has a little bit where I'm like, hey. Missouri. Okay, they're boring as hell. Yeah. Kinda. But that's about it. Yeah. Everybody else, I can at least come up with something. Oh, yeah. like LSU, LSU, that LSU-Mississippi State game in, like yeah. early in week three, I think, I'm locked in. Yeah. I, I'm curious as hell. That's I, what I'm saying. Like, you know, first week of October, get, and I don't know when anybody plays or even if they do play, but like if Carolina plays Arkansas, I go, oh, I'm okay. Well, that's the yeah. second week of the season. Yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, October 1st, if Ole Miss is 4-0 and and Kentucky's – Four and zero. Okay. I don't know what to expect. I'm just sitting there going, huh? Sure. Yeah. I mean, sign me up. Yeah. 
It's like the game that everybody keeps talking about. It's like this A&M game at Alabama, and I'm like, listen, you guys are hyping something up that might be 24 to nothing at the end of one. Yeah, I know. Uh, last thing, back on the baseball train just quickly for anybody, because I know we have a lot of Braves fans uh, and inside the division. It was potentially big news yesterday. Jacob DeGrom had his first uh, start in more than a year. He was very good um, in five innings. The bullpen fell apart and they lost the game, but that was not the uh, the point. He uh, he was he, he looked absolutely on point. He was uh, 46 of 59 pitches for strikes through a 99-mile-an-hour uh, fastball on his first meaningful pitch since July 27, 2021. You know the rumor on DeGrom, right? What's that? That he wants to go to Atlanta. Really? Well, his next start is against the Atlanta Braves, so we'll see that in uh, in five days. Would you give Jacob DeGrom a three-year, $150 million contract? Not my money, so sure. Um, yeah. But three years sounds about right. That that year feels correct. There's some people who cover the Cubs who are pretty dialed. 34. Yeah, there's some people who cover the Cubs who are pretty dialed in that think that's going to be a name to watch this offseason, that the Cubs might go to him with a two-year deal, AAV be damned. Yeah, just here. Yeah, $55 million a year. You want it? Yeah. It's kind of like this lottery ticket because when he's on, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was up to 102 on point last night. So, <sighs> so yeah, he's around. a little injury prone. Mm-hmm. He averaged 99.7 on 31 fastballs through 13 triple digits. Where do you play, Stetson? That was Chris. No, it's for yeah. I think you're right because Chris Sell was a Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, for some reason I'm thinking okay. Degrom played at Stetson. Is that right? I, I don't know. know that for some reason that's sticking out in my lame little head. He is from Deland, Florida, so that would make sense. Okay, that is where they are. But I, I yeah, I do not know that. So. All right, uh, coverage again, rebelgrove.com. As today moves on, we'll uh, we'll have that, and then uh, back with you again tomorrow. Um, Again, getting started here in earnest as uh, preseason camp is underway. So appreciate it. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.